and we're going to do the, the podcast this way. So we're going to ask the same questions again. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Hey, apparently it works if I have you on speaker and put you up to the mic. Oh, okay. All right. So that's what we'll do. So what, is it recording again now? Yeah. Okay. So as we were asking... We'll do it, we'll do it that way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let, me, uh, let me put it on. Let me put me on speaker. Oh, no, no, no. I, no, no. Uh, uh, stay on regular, not speaker. Ask it. Tell him. It's... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is that better? It's better if I do it this way. Yeah, 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 yeah Danny. Okay. Uh, stay on, uh, stay on like the regular call instead of speaker because it's gonna catch better on uh, the mic on this end. Perfect, perfect. All right, cool. So, um, I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're gonna start the interview all over again. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> all right, start off. So, well, at, for those of you tuning in, welcome to another episode of Vanilla Weiss and the Nostalgic Nerds. Today we have two very special guests. We've got on this end Drew Carrera. Yes. And we've got the faint the South Florida famous L Baby, aka Lindsay Denae White. Hi guys. And joining us and joining us today will be so wait, Lindsay, did we lose you? No. I was just going to say hi guys. Joining us today will be somebody who's more than a guest, who's actually, who is actually the executive producer of this podcast. Without him, none of this would be possible. Oh my goodness. You're too kind. Yeah, you're too kind for being my mentor. And who we're talking to right now is a great Danny Cooksey. Those of you who who were born in the mid-80s, like myself, may remember him as the great Bobby Budnick from Salute Your Shorts, the spoiled rich kid Montana Max from Tiny Toons, and John Connor's red mullet friend on the dirt bike from Terminator 2, possibly the greatest sci-fi movie ever made. I agree. So let's welcome the great Danny Cooksey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay! Hey. Danny. Yo, big Dan. What's happening, brother? Not a whole lot. So, yeah, Salute Your Shorts is my personal favorite childhood show of all time. And Bobby Budnick was my favorite character on it. I like that he was a badass. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, for, for early 90s television, he was, he was, uh, he was a badass. Yeah. <laughs> And originally, they wanted you to audition for the part of Michael, right? Yeah, we had a we before we did the pilot. We had like a it was it was a they just kept like switching people out and switching people in and and uh, yeah, I would I I was reading for the the Michael part and then just kind of went like, hey, I'd kind of rather read this other guy. <laughs> I like this guy better. And then as it sort of progressed, it was. Uh, um, Clearly, it was uh, like I remember specifically. It was like uh, going back and forth, and then going and reading and switching different characters. And when it was, you know, Michael Bauer as Donkey Lips and me as Budnick, it was that was uh, it was a wrap, as they say. Hey, Danny, let me ask you something. Are you still friends with the uh, the cast from Salute Your Shorts, like with uh, Donkey Lips and all them? Yeah, I mean, we don't really. Uh, God, it was probably six, seven years ago when we last uh, saw each other. Um, 
yeah, I mean, we still, uh, we still connect. I mean, mainly, I guess, social media, you know, just, for, <laughs> just like, awesome. uh, you know, social media friends. And uh, I talked to Kirk uh, maybe like a month ago. That's awesome, dude. True. So, uh, I, yeah, I talked to I talked to Kurt fairly often. I talked to Michael every once in a while, um, and Steve Slavkin, the creator, talked to him occasionally. Doctor Khan. Um, Doctor Khan, yes, be famous. Um, Doctor Khan, and uh, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I guess in a in a way, that in that way, I guess I should say. <laughs> so, yeah, for those of you who don't know who Kirk is. He was Kevin Ugly, the counselor, <laughs> the oh, yeah. one who always was having horrible shit happen to him. Yeah, poor guy. He just he got it every single week. I had a. There was like a little. There was like a little like shower in like the restroom area, and it was just like you know it was basically, you know, uh, it's like you know they had to that had to be there to clean up Kirk. <laughs> that, was his, that was his shower. <laughs> I think he was the only one that used it. Yeah, you guys were quite abusive to him. You feathered him. You made him fall into the lake where he fucked up his eardrum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he got it. He got it. Yeah, I think the one moment I was quite disturbed by, literally disturbed by, was when you guys tried cutting a hair out of his nose and instead you cut his nose by mistake. Wow, I, I'm trying to, I don't, see, I don't remember that. That was in the Curse Skull episode. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, I actually remember way more about the show than Bobby Budnick himself does. You, yeah, I know, you certainly do, you certainly do. You do remember getting pelted with a bunch of water balloons, so in the... I, I do, I remember that one, that was, that was one of my, that was one of my favorites. I never, I never really got, uh, I was never on the, the bad end of the stick, so to speak, as far as that show goes. So, uh, the one time that my character did get it, I, they, I remember hearing on the walkie talkies as I was, you know, as they were preparing for the, for the shot where I get it, uh, they asked if anybody, you know, anybody that wanted to participate in the, in the water ballooning of, of Cooksey to uh, report to set. And when I got down there, I think there was every crew member, everybody, everybody possible was holding water balloons in their hands. So you were the new Ugg <laughs> in that episode? Yes. Yep, I, fi I finally got it. You also had white powder dumped all over your face. Yeah, now that one, that particular one is one of those, like, I have a photograph of me completely covered. And that's how I remember that that happened, because I don't actually remember filming it or the context to which it happened, but I have seen the photograph. <laughs> hey, Danny, let me ask you something. Um, sure. As as a, a huge fan of Salute Your Shorts, uh, when you guys were shooting, did you do one episode at a time, or was it yeah. like... Uh, yeah, it was like a, we did like a week, you know, it was like one week per episode. No, I'm saying like you would shoot just one episode at a time because like I, I see people like, um, uh, you know, like it's always sunny in Philadelphia and stuff. And I was um, uh, seeing interviews with them and they would shoot multiple episodes all scattered. So yours. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 No, we were, we were, uh, we were, yeah, one episode at a time. Oh, OK. So you you never really had to 
like uh, rememorize like one scene from uh, or one episode from another and stuff like that. So it was just yeah, like, oh, how no. confusing. Was, uh, usually one episode a week. Go that way. That's yeah, the guy confusing. was, you already had so much on your plate in 91. You were doing three projects, right? Yeah, or sometimes more, depending on the day. I would, uh, there was a period of time where I would go to like salute your shorts in the morning um, and then like work there to get done what I had to get done. And then like I would leave at lunch and then go do a Tiny Toons record session. Jesus. And then after lunch, I would go to the Terminator set. Oh my God. T2 set. And then at nighttime, I was uh, making a record for Interscope. So I was, you know, till one o'clock in the morning, you know, recording vocals uh, in the studio. So uh, then it would like, you know, rinse and repeat the next day. So not a lot of, not a lot of sleep for us. How, wow, you were like Jim Carrey in 1995. You mean 94? No, 95. That was his biggest year. 94 was the year he had three classics in a row. Oh, maybe it was 94 and 95, but it sounds like Danny had a big year just like him. Yeah, it was. A, it was. I was a busy beaver. <laughs> I was a busy, it was fun, though. You know, it was like there, and they were also uh, different, you know? Yo, so Danny, you were what, like how old at this age? Like 15, something like that? Yeah, I was like 15, 16. It was like right around that, right around that era. Yo, so how how did it work like uh, as being like a, a teen, like, you know, actor and actually having to juggle the movie schedules and actually going to school or and stuff? Like, how did that work? I did, you know, you have to have, a, there's like a mandated amount of like school. So I would go in yeah. and just do a school on set. You know, I think it was, I think it's like you're supposed to be like four hours, but then you can also like bank time. So if some days you don't have a lot going on, you can do like, you know, six hours and then two of those hours carry on. It's, there's some, you know, you get it done. And it was weird. I've been doing it for so long that I was like just used to it. Oh yeah. Um, wow. I just sort of like got in and like banged and just, you know, did my work and, and, and got through it all. Yeah, for those of you who were born in the mid-70s, you might remember him as an adorable little redhead kid in different strokes alongside oh, that's right. yeah. the late, great Gary Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man, that was, I, can, I can date myself and, and my career. I, I was on a, a very special Love Boat episode and the Dukes of Hazard. so that's how long that Really? Yeah, the Dukes of Hazard <laughs> yeah. was in like 1983, right? Yeah, it was like 83, 84. Uh, that was actually the very first thing that I did um, was an episode of Dukes of Hazard. And the fun fact, uh, I have laryngitis when I did it. So my voice was all jacked up. And so they, <laughs> they actually had someone dub my voice. So in the episode, and I'm pretty sure it's, uh, I can't think of her name, it's escaping me, but the lady that did uh, Rocky Squirrel, I'm pretty sure did the dubbing for my voice. So, <laughs> Wait, so a lady, hold on, a lady did a dubbing for your voice, really? Yeah, they dubbed my voice because I had laryngitis. Oh my um, God, that's crazy. So, so in the episode, if you can find a clip for it somewhere, uh, what I think it's called Man's Best Friend, maybe is the name of the episode. It's about an orphan that gets a dog, and then the dog is confused with Roscoe's dog, and hilarity ensues and adventure. And um, but yeah, so the entire episode. So I remember like being you know young and like watching it on TV, and all of a sudden I went to speak, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it sounded like Rocky Squirrel. Uh, uh, uh. You. 
Go ahead. You were also in a few episodes of Ren and Stimpy. I think that might have been your meanest character of all, Victor. Wait, you were Victor? Yeah, the one who beat yeah. the shit out of... I the had no fucking clue. This is my first time. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah that, was, that, was, that was awesome to, to be a part of, to be, you know, just to be in, included. In it. And it was such a... There's, I've done so many, like, little... Just, like, little things that, um, you know, maybe were, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes worth of work. You know, that being one of them. Uh, you know, for to be part of uh, Ren and Stimpy, and then the other one is uh, Hey Arnold, stupid. Yep, I mean, that stupid. Was like, that's that right. Was <laughs> oh my god, that was, that was twenty minutes worth of work, and I get more people commenting, going, "Dude, you're stupid." <laughs> and I'm like, I, you know, I, I think it was, you know, probably twenty years after before I ever saw what the guy looked like. Oh yeah, funny um, enough, he actually looks like a satire of you. You know, it wouldn't be the first time. I did a, I did a couple of characters on the regular show, and uh, one of them was uh, even. I think the, uh, when we were recording, the guy actually said he's like, "I modeled the I modeled the character after you know the early nineties the early nineties version of you." Yeah, minus the nose, stupid had sort of a penis nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, you, you know, you have to. Yeah, they never explained how he would piss or shit. <laughs> that's, that's awesome that you uh that you think that Dan. <laughs> I, love, I love your mind yep i've got a sick twisted mind that that you do my friend and i love you for it and i love you too for your lifetime of achievements oh lord <laughs> yeah and now you're you're doing really well for yourself you have your own acting school right yeah, I do that, and, and it's uh, a lot of fun. I got some, I got some great people. Got some great people. It's a lot of fun. And you, you've successfully raised one child, and you've got two other kid, beautiful uh, children. Just one. I got uh, my uh, son Jackson is eight, and my daughter is uh, is twenty, soon to be twenty one. Oh my god. Yeah, in September she will be twenty one years old. Dude, I, I forgot. Uh, I forgot how like I'm I'm 35, so I, I in in my head I still I still see you as that little kid in my head. You know what I'm saying from Salina Shores. So, I, I still see my I still see myself as that kid sometimes. <laughs> like, you know, remember it was like, hey, dickhead, you're an adult. <laughs> hey, uh, da right. hey, Danny, is it um? How is like voice acting like um, for cartoons and uh, voices like that uh, like different from actually acting on the camera? Like, is it a little bit less stressful or is it more stressful? Oh yeah, you know, I mean, each one has its own has its own stuff. I I really, I mean, I kind of stopped doing um, like on camera stuff uh, when I was like probably like seventeen ish. Um, I just kind of, I guess, I, you know, I've been doing it i mean i went from one series i finished different strokes and then did like a year or so of just like guest appearances on everything from growing pains to mr belvedere to macgyver to i mean just like i was on everything at that period of time wow and then uh did another series called the kavanaugh's for um for cbs i believe uh -huh. and uh then you know did that and then still you know was super busy and then you know, it rolls right into salute your shorts. So 
I just kind of got, I got, I guess I got a little burnt out, burnt out. Um, and then of course it's like, you know, you're 17 years old. It's like, you know, at that age, it's like people keep changing their majors in college. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't yeah, know what they want yeah. to do with their life. But I just, I continued doing the voiceovers and, uh, that's just kind of where, it, where I stayed. It's like, I remember a couple of times going, yeah, maybe I'll start, you know, go on camera and, you know, you know, start doing this again. And then I think I, I think I, I ended up like stopping when it was like, okay, you got to get headshots done. And I went, oh God, I got to take pictures. Yeah, never mind. I'll just, <laughs> so that's kind of how that went. Um, but yeah, I mean, voiceovers is absolutely fantastic. It is, uh, it's just fun, man. It's so much fun. You're also in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, that was that was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. We filmed it in Montreal and I was uh I love I'm a big hockey guy. So um I was able I got to I the perk of doing that was that it was filmed in Montreal and I got uh home uh home game tickets while I was in town to all of the Canadians games. Is it bad so, that I still remember the name of that episode and everything? Yeah, you know what? You would, I would, you would know more than I. Yep. The and tale of like, the book. It was like an like Egypt thing, right? Was there like a mummy or something? Or yeah. Like a, uh, yeah. You, yeah. You guys accidentally poured some liquid on the mummy that brought it to life in the museum. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember, I remember the hockey games. <laughs> I remember the food in Montreal is pretty amazing, and uh, Aerosmith was staying at the hotel that we were that we were at. Oh, that's sick. So I, I got to I saw uh, as we were coming and going one time. I saw uh, Steven Tyler playing with uh, <laughs> I want to call them Benoit balls, but they're not. But the little <laughs> the little balls that you rotate in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think Benoit balls is something totally different, right? Yeah. So it's so weird pic trying to picture you as a character of Michael. I can only imagine what it would look like if you were the one who sat on the kids' brownies. Right? Yeah. It was. I think things worked out. Uh, things worked out for the for the best. Yeah. In that respect. Well, and I actually the guy, the Eric MacArthur that played uh, that played Michael. Uh, him and I were roommates in. I don't even know when that was. It would have been like the mid nineties. Yeah, you guys were twenty one, right? Yeah, yeah. It was yep, right around that time. Yes, because uh, we had a, a, a big surprise birthday for my twenty first at that particular house. So yeah. By season two, he want he moved back to Hawaii with his folks, right? And that's why yeah, or, or or Santa Barbara, or I, he was in school. Yeah, I don't really know what what all happened in that in that regard but you know it was a switch out yeah which is which is pretty normal we did the same thing on different strokes we like switched moms <laughs> <laughs> wait didn't they did they do the same thing in like uh the fresh prince of bill era like at one season or something like that oh did they do that they, it's happened a few times that they just don't address it it's just a different uh a different uh, actress uh, originally in yeah. different strokes we had dixie carter was the mom wow and then uh we actually changed networks too we went from nbc to abc oh and then when we were at abc uh marianne mobley was the was the mom so so yeah just, wow so so, so it, the the actual network switched like how like how did like that work yeah we just uh we were on nbc and then you know i was like probably nine or ten, so I'm sure there's probably more 
you know, there's more details. But as far as I was concerned, it was, you know, we just, we went, uh, we moved from Universal Studios to uh, Sunset Gower and we were on a different network. That's crazy. That's crazy. You're a big wrestling fan too, right? Oh man, yeah. Back in the day, I was, I was, I was all over it. Yeah, I was all over it. Lindsay here is actually Mick Foley's official booking agent. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was. I got super lucky. I started. I got. I had like a WW. It was a WWF back then. So I got. Uh, I had. I'm trying to think of who, who I knew over there. But I would get uh, whenever they were come to LA for all the Saturday nights main event and. I think I was I was there for WrestleMania two at the LA portion. Oh, so you were back see, in the eighties. Yeah, man, I got to see some. I got to see uh, some cool stuff. WrestleMania three is when it really blew up. That's when uh, yeah, I think was, it was Hulk Hogan was in, against uh, Andre the Giant. Yep, that was that one. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think the one that I was at, it was like in New York, and then it was in LA. It was in like a, a couple of different locations. Oh my god, you got to be at WrestleMania three. You got to be part no, of like. Uh, a... I was at two. Oh, was at two. oh, I was about to yeah. say because that's when uh, Vince McMahon Jr. put everything on the line. But I think that's when Vince McMahon Sr. was doing WrestleMania. But that's pretty awesome that you got to be somewhere like that. That's so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And I'd go backstage and sit next to, I would sit over there at ringside. And, yeah, you know, that's amazing. Met the, met, the, met the Hogans and, you know, everybody else a bunch of times. It was really, it was really, really cool. It's yeah, you met the Hogans when they were all cool and they all loved each other. Yeah, yeah. They were <laughs> now they're all chair. scattered. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Dan just did a podcast with Mick, and he did a really good job. I don't yeah, know I if you heard it. Out. I saw that. Oh, okay. Well, he did a really good job, and I'm really proud of him. Um, I don't, I don't have a lot of questions here. These two guys that are sitting right next to me are totally stoked, so I'm not going to take up any of their time. But um, <laughs> one question is, I did not know you were in the Twilight Zone. How was that, and how was filming? Because I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan. Oh yeah, that was like the Twilight Zone reboot in the eighties. It was uh, it was awesome. It was it was fun. It was really. I do remember. I was. It was really hot. We were like out in kind of the middle of nowhere, and it was like crazy, super hot on set. And I was in this like you know like a white linen suit, and I remember <laughs> they had these they had these giant uh, like these big trash barrels that had a bunch of uh, like washcloths and ice and water mixed with sea breeze. So you could, you could put these like, uh, you know, little washcloths around your neck and then the sea breeze would make your, you know, pores open and you would get cool. You would cool off. Oh, I hate being hot more than anything. That's kind of the story of my life. But yesterday when I went somewhere, I was that hot. So I can only imagine being out there and just being sweating to death. But my dad's yeah. like a huge yeah. Twilight uh Twilight Zone fan. So as a kid, I remember he used to make me watch it all the time. I actually didn't know there was a reboot. So now that I do know, is yeah, it? it was like an eighties reboot. And uh, I do remember I did uh, my character at one point like reveals himself to be some kind of monster or something like that. So I got these, uh, I got these fake sort of almost fang like teeth uh -huh. that were sort of you know that I like sort of smile at the end and it reveals some teeth or something so i remember as a kid being you know i was pretty stoked to have this after the fact have this these little did set they of keep fangs, the... <laughs> fangs that i could play with 
Did they keep the black and white kind of look, or is this reboot like no, it was they colored. made it? It was colored, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if they wanted to like keep it like the look of the Twilight Zone with the black and white and stuff. Or, uh, I definitely I gotta imagine, check it out. I would, you know what? I would imagine it would be colored, but I cannot. I don't think I've ever actually seen it. So you I, never watched it. Your own, your own no, TV. I don't think I ever watched it. This is why Dan knows more about your life than I you know. do. I know. <laughs> well, that's. I don't think I've, ever, I've never seen it. That's how we originally got connected about a year ago. Was you saw my post on um, about salute your shorts on the '90s Nick fan page, and you saw me and. Henry Laster, who played Flankman, describing like every single detail so in depthly, and you couldn't believe it. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know more. You know more about the show than I do." Yeah. <laughs> then I saw your comment. I'm like, "Holy shit! It's the legend himself." Oh God, um, it's funny. We had, uh, or I don't know if they, I don't know if we had it, but I know that I had it. Uh, was uh, these little? It was like they could. Uh, it would be like, you know, if you folded a, a proper piece of paper in like fourth, you know, it was like a little, it would fit in like your back pocket, this like miniature shrunk down version of the, of only the scenes that we were filming that particular day. And that's what I would, I would get this little <laughs> miniature version of just what we were filming that day. And I would sort of memorize what I had to do in the makeup chair. And, and that's, uh, you know. It was Budnick, so it's not. It's not in. It was not like a lot of study. (laughs) I didn't have to prepare. Uh, I gotta ask one more question. Out of everything you've ever done, voices, acting, and everything, what have you enjoyed doing the most? Oh man, you know I've enjoyed. It's I I look back and and sort of and have to just kind of pinch myself at different things that I have that I was like a part of. and I have to say, it was pro- probably it was it's just a varying it's working with different people and and being in different situations. It's just sort of the the overall thing. Like uh, I got to um, I did a lot of singing and stuff when I was younger. So it's like I did this talk show on the Nashville network, and the regular host was out. And so the guest host that particular week was Johnny Cash. That's so I got amazing. interviewed by Johnny Cash. Damn. You know what I mean? Definitely like I pinch back. yourself. Yeah. It's like as an adult, I sit back and go, dude, that's crazy. You got interviewed by Johnny Cash. It's like I sang the national anthem at uh, the Dodger games, like a whole bunch of times. I didn't even know so you could like sing. That experience. I've been to the I've been to the White House. It's like, you know, I've worked with, I did a cartoon with Jonathan Winters. And, uh, you know, I've worked with uh, Ray Bolger that played the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz and, wow. and Art Carney from The Honeymooners. It's like, you know, I've done, I've just had all these amazing experiences with uh, these just amazing people. It's funny uh, she over, just said... Overall, it's just been crazy. It's funny she just said she didn't know you could sing, yet you had the most epic line in the theme song for Salute Your Shorts. I've the never one seen it. everybody <laughs> remembers, you know, which line that is. We got uh, we we got Camp we got the word on. fart. We got the word fart onto uh, you know television. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, knowing so much about you, you he needs to show me uh, salute your shorts. Yeah, show her what she's been missing her whole life. Yeah, he got me into South Park. 
So he's gonna, he's gonna <laughs> it's, hopefully it lives up to uh, the hype. All right, Dan really he yeah. he hypes things up. So yeah, six see. episodes into <laughs> it, I guarantee I can get her memorizing the theme song. <laughs> yeah, I you know I remember we did uh, we had to we took a trip because we were like the only well I think there was like one other show that was not like sort of in the Orlando Florida like Nickelodeon studio sort of thing we were we were sort of on our own out in LA and so we flew to Florida to do some like promo stuff and we did like you know a couple of game shows I think and but we went to it was part of the Universal Studios thing, and uh, there was like a bunch of kids, and people started singing the theme song there in the park <laughs> to us. And it was one of those moments where you kind of go, "Oh, that's right, shit, we are making a TV show. People are watching this thing. That's kind of you know, you're sort of just working, and then uh, you know, you don't realize that you know it's it's there." Yeah. You even um you got were on an episode of Nick Arcade back in the day, right? Oh you, my god, Nick Arcade. You and Michael yeah. competed against Heidi and Megan was her name, right? Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. It was, it was, it was, now you look back at the sort of technology and it was so weird. It was just this like green screen that you're like, you know, you're looking at some, uh, and it wasn't even like a flat screen, like big TV. It was just like a regular like video monitor off the side of the thing that you can sort of like, you know, you're squinting at and can, you know, see as you're trying to run and jump over these things. Kind of like a weather reporter or something like that. Yeah, like a we- exactly like a weather reporter. It was it was it was uh, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a relief after you hear about all of these child stars who grow up very troubled to meet one like you who's grown up very successful and has done really well for himself. But yeah, well, you know, it is. It's like uh, you know, I, I, maybe I just didn't get caught. <laughs> yeah. if, we all, if we all got caught maybe, i think we'd all be locked just up didn't catch me <laughs> do you still speak to edward furlong uh you know what i saw him um i saw him a 